0: and also protects our clients as well you can learn more about upheal and the awesome work that they're doing in the world uh, by going to sellingthecouch.com/upheal and upheal is, is spelled u p and then h e a l all one word and at checkout be sure to enter the promo code couch25c o u c h C-O-U-C-H, and the number 25 to get 25% off your upheal plan for the first two months. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's session of Selling the Couch. I hope uh, you are doing awesome. And uh, I'm actually recording this in early January. I wanted to get ahead with episodes. And uh, today our little one is home. Got a little bit of a stomach bug. So we are, one, hoping it does not spread, and two, uh, we're taking it a little bit easier, you know, and I think this morning I was like a little frazzled because I had some podcast interviews and was not expecting our little one uh, to be home. But, you know, now now that, uh, you know, we're recording and I, I just find myself really grateful uh, for not that she's sick, but more of like just the flexibility, right? And that we are all, right, building businesses that allow margin when life happens, and uh, yeah, I hope that uh, you are staying well, you and your loved ones are staying well and safe. Today's podcast is with Brent Stutzman from BrandYourPractice.com. So Brent is uh, someone that is in our online course, Mastermind, and he is uh, currently the only non-therapist that's in the Mastermind, because the therapist is, or the Mastermind is mainly for therapist course creators. And I remember reaching out, and you'll hear this in the interview, I remember uh, when Brent reached out and wanting to join the mastermind, I was initially like, what? No, like super skeptical. Like, what What is this like marketing person? And I got on a call with Brent and I've gotten to know Brent here over the past seven months. Uh, You know, we have multiple ways that we stay in touch, members of the mastermind. And one of the things that I've just really have just been impressed by is one, Brent's integrity and Brent's just earnest desire to help. There are so many times where he will just send like a loom, like a personal loom to one of the mastermind members. Um, just something that they're seeing or something that thinking about or, you know, something that he's learning. Um, he even taught me this idea of story loops, which he'll mention on the podcast I interview, but basically this idea of you know, in any sort of marketing, what we want to do is open and cl- close story loops, which are basically like you want to introduce a problem, um, a situation, and then you want to uh, eventually close that and and have an answer to it, right? And the ability to do that really well is like also translates into great marketing. I wanted to have Brent on the podcast because he's really, so he's Donald Miller's work, uh, Story Brand, your Story Brand. Excellent book and podcast to check out, by the way, if you have not. But Brent is StoryBrand certified. He was actually a church pastor turned marketing um, expert, StoryBrand marketing expert. Um, he made this transformation because his partner is a therapist and his partner was working in a community mental health agency and uh, wanted to start her own private practice and now it's morphed into a kid, a, kid, um, a group practice as well, um, serving kids. And Brent learned all of this stuff with Storybrand and helped grow uh, his partner's private practice, and has since helped somewhere around twelve, more than twelve practices get off the ground. And so he approaches things, I think, from a, a perspective of story, and that's what like really resonated for me. So today we're going to talk about story and how we can use story in an ethical way, and in a and Brent's just going to share some really practical tips of how you can integrate story both into your marketing as well as your private practice website, and even if you are going beyond the therapy room, whether it's public speaking or launching online courses or podcasting or any of those things, uh, just some ways to integrate story. So we'll get right to today's conversation. Here's my conversation with Brent Stutzman from BrandYourPractice.com. Hey, it's Melvin. Before we jump into today's podcast session, just wanted to take a moment to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to listen to this podcast and taking the time out of your day to listen. You know, when I launched this podcast back in 2015, it was done with a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty, and I just never realized the impact that it would have on so many. And uh, for that, I'm just so humbled and so grateful. If you do find the podcast helpful, if you could do a small favor for me, which is to subscribe to the Selling the Couch podcast, the best way to do that is to go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash listen and subscribe on your favorite channel and on your favorite device. Practically, this allows the podcast to be able to reach more people, uh, for us to increase our download numbers, which also helps us to land bigger guests so that we can serve you through these guest interviews. Have a wonderful day, and I hope that you enjoy today's session. Hey Brent, welcome to Selling the
1: Couch. Hey, thanks for having me
0: one you know before we even jump in i am just so grateful for you brother like you are one of the most kind and genuine people that i've met and uh yeah there's just such a, a positive spirit to you and uh i just so appreciate you uh and the many ways that you serve our field i mean i remember you know you're you're part of our online course mastermind and i've told you this privately but i remember when you reached out and scheduled a call and I was like, wait a minute, he's not a therapist. he trying to sell me on something. What is going on? And uh, I got on the call and, you know, typically like that mastermind is just for therapists, right? And, but there was something about you and I mean, it. you know, you're, you've helped your partner set up, you know, her group practice. You've also helped, I think at this point, what is it? 12?
1: Yeah. At least 12. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You've, you've helped set up and, you know, kind of from the ground up, 12 different practices Uh, you're also story brand certified that earned a nice thing in my book because I love Donald (laughs) Miller's work, but you know, more than that, like I saw your genuine heart. And, uh, so I'm just grateful for you and I'm grateful we get to have this conversation.
1: Oh, I'm really looking forward to it because, uh, this story has changed. Uh, I guess you could say in my life (laughs) and my wife's life and a lot of practice owners' lives, the way we think about story and marketing, um, it's really powerful and it's super fun. Like, it's really fun to enter into this. So looking forward to sharing.
0: Yeah. And I'm so glad you used the word fun because I think, you know, so many clinicians, right? Like, I feel like maybe all of us, we're so creative. And this is just like a natural thing of what we already likely know. But now that like just getting a structure and being able to share our deeper why and why we do this work, but through story. Oh my gosh, it's so good and so powerful. So,
1: oh uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and
0: the challenge I will have today is I will try not to take my own notes while listening to you <laughs> uh, while I try to do interviews. So, uh, but we'll see how I, you know how I do on this. So okay. Uh, again, I I like to start with basic questions, right? Uh, as therapists, right? What is this connection between like story and business growth? I mean, that just seems like, I don't know, we hear story and we're like kid story or children's books or, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of connections. I mean, for one thing, as therapists, you are entering into people's stories every day, more than any other, probably any other profession. And there's a way that... um you know, the, the big paradigm shift in which I'll talk about is that a lot of times therapists think of themselves as the hero in the story when they're actually the guide. They are the guide and they have to invite people in to a story. And, uh, you know, th- and, and after studying story and being a, you know, certified story brand marketing guide, here's the thing that I have really come to learn is that the villain, the enemy of your business as a therapist is confusion. Mm. So confusion is the enemy of your website. Confusion is the enemy of your social media post. Confusion is the enemy of your marketing. It can be even the confusion of your intake system. So confusion is the villain. And if you confuse potential clients, then you're going to lose those clients. And here's why. And if I can jump into some neuroscience for a little, for a few seconds on this, because yeah. this is important setting up why story is so important. So the brain is really tasked to do two things. The first thing is to help you survive and thrive. And the second thing is to conserve calories. So the first is survive and thrive. The second is to conserve calories. And that's your brain's dominant job. And what this means for you is when you communicate something about your practice or your clinical skills, that will help, you have to do it in such a way that will help potential clients survive and thrive. So I want you to think about like, let's say if you're at a party or you're even at church, and after the service, you ask somebody, you know, like how, you know, how are you doing this week? And they start talking about how, you know, they went to the grocery store and they found this really cool piece of, you know, salmon that they're going to share with their family. Um, that they went out to eat with a friend, and their son Jimmy had a college application, and it's so he's so consumed by it but then they ran out of broccoli and broccoli is Jimmy's favorite vegetable to eat when he's filling out college applications. And so, they keep going on and on. And you could probably hang out, you know, hang with him for about 30 seconds before your brain starts to drift and starts thinking about, you know, the work project that you have to get done or the the thing you got to fix in your own house or what you need to make for dinner. And the same thing goes with your business, you know, with your practice you know, if you're if you at a block party and someone asks, you know, hey, you know, what is it that you do? And you go into psychobabble, like, you know, I'm a therapist and I love using sensory motor integration to help people expand their self-regulatory capacity to enhance their executive functioning skills. You know what I mean? It's like just, you're going to lose them because that person is scanning all that information you're telling them in that moment and on their website, whatever it might be. And if it's confusing – you know, it's not, and it's not helping them survive and thrive, they're going to move on. Their brain's going to be like, okay, we're done. Let's move on to something else that might help you survive and thrive. So that's really the first thing. And the second thing that your brain is trying to do is conserve calories. So the average adult brain burns 350 to 450 calories a day. And if you're doing a lot of cognitive work, like creative writing or critical thinking, now you're going to burn even more calories. I looked this up the other day. A grandmaster chess player can burn over 500 calories playing just two hours of chess and they're sitting down the whole time. And many of us have experienced this exhaustion, right? So if we go to a training or a conference all day and we're just sitting there, or even if you're just in the therapist chair for five or six hours, you know, you're just sitting there the whole time and your brain, your brain's engaged and it's burning calories. You feel absolutely exhausted at the end of the day. And all you've done was sit down, but your brain was working. So kind of going back to the mm-hmm. point, you know, our brain has this mechanism, a protective mechanism thinking, you know, if this information isn't helpful for us, we need to stop burning calories and go focus on something that will help us survive and thrive, or we just need to rest and recuperate. So, if I can, you know, ask the listeners to imagine a potential client's brain is like, you know, on a treadmill, Mm. how long do you think you can confuse them before they just stop being interested in you or your website? So, even if you think about your website right now, what are you communicating? Are you communicating the things that will help them survive and thrive? Or are you making them burn too many calories? Mm. So, and here's the thing is in the mental health field, people are coming to you and their life is in crisis, right? They are grieving and their brain is even more distressed and their ability to focus and engage is already at a disadvantage. So, you don't want to be clever or cute or vague in the way you talk about how you can help them survive and thrive. But it's also an amazing opportunity for you because um, if therapists can clearly and simply communicate how they can help a potential client, that potential client's brain is going to latch onto that, that message like Velcro because it's going to help them survive and thrive in that moment. And you're going to have a ton of new clients. So just kind of wrapping up a little bit about the why, um, you know, you don't want confusion to be your enemy. So only communicate things that will help them, your ideal client, survive and thrive and it must be so clear and so simple that they don't have to burn any calories to understand how you can help them.
0: Yeah, I'd love that you started here because I mean this is something I struggle with. I know that you and I have talked about this. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times many therapists struggle with this, which is and maybe there's a question in here, but mm-hmm. I think you've seen this like a lot of therapists, right? we're We're very smart, we're accomplished. But yet there is this pressure to present ourselves in a certain way, right? Online mm-hmm. on our websites, all of these things. But that presentation often is confusing, right? Because it's like driven by what we think we should say versus what is clear, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you sort of I mean, what have you seen? And then how do you like what if somebody's listening today? what's like a simple thing they could sort of do to like, even like be, you know, like walk through that.
1: Yeah. Like, so a lot of people put stuff on their websites because they go to other people's websites and think that's what they need to put. Right. So my favorite compliment is sort of like, Brett, it's just so simple. I was like, yeah. So put on your homepage. Now this is going to go a little bit into the weeds, but as, as you think about there's things at play on your website, there's design. There's the copy, and then there's SEO. Like that's to, that's like what I call the holy trinity of website design. You need to be thinking about all those. So, though, I, I think if everyone just puts on their header, I help anxious women, and then something about success, or I provide counseling for anxious women who uh, who are are going through a divorce or post-divorce or something like that. Like your ideal client, and you just plaster that right as soon as they land again if you're thinking the person coming to your website is grieving is struggling you just need to clearly say what you do just you don't want them burning calories at all because what happens is when they read that and you only got like two to three seconds to do this or they're off they're off your website you lost them so you want them keep it simple they land on your website they're like all right I'm in the right place and then they start to scroll. So I would just, you only have three seconds to capture them.
0: I mean, that's a great reminder, right? So, and it doesn't have to be, and I love that little framework. Like I help blank do blank, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's just a simple little framework, right?
1: Yeah. And uh. at the again, people are gonna be like, well, that's, that's too easy. But I'm like, well, you don't want them burning calories. If you want them to actually, you can get a little deeper later on. You just need them to get scrolling, so they just need to know that they've landed and you are the guide to help them.
0: Yeah. Uh, you said something earlier. Maybe we can sort of dive, start to dive into these tips here, but mm-hmm. you said a lot of times therapists confuse being the guide versus being the hero. I think it's what mm-hmm.
1: you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They think they're their hero. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. the hero in their client's story.
0: Yeah. And so can you unpack that a little bit? Cause I, you know, what you meant by that.
1: Yeah. So. I have that little layer I'm going to talk about play the guide and not the hero. So, maybe we just reverse it a little bit. So, the guide, you know, the storytellers uh, put a lot of times in stories, heroes cannot solve their own problem. And so, they bring along a guide. They write in a character called the guide that will help them solve that problem, that will, that will give them a plan and call them to action. They will help them solve that problem and get to that journey of transformation. So I want you to think about I want you to think about Dumbledore in Harry Potter. I want you to think about Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. I want you to think about Hamish in uh, the Hunger Games. Uh, And and there's all the you know I could go on, but those are some real famous examples. Yeah, Yoda. Oh my goodness, yes, Yoda and Obi Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. Um, It's it's that hero's journey and there's a guide. So when so when therapists play the guide. They see that their client is on this transformational journey. And that is why they are paying you is to help them get to that, get to that other end where they can see what their life could be like and, a you know, a better life, whatever that means, anxiety and depression. You have to help them and you give them a plan and how to get there. Mm-hmm. So playing the role of the guide is a, is a very powerful way to, um, Position yourself and helping them, inviting your clients into a story. That's not your story. You're actually a part of their story of transformation. Um, Hopefully that's helpful.
0: Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent helpful. I mean, cause I think the natural tendency, right. Even the, the practical thing, right. I've seen this a lot. Even I struggled with this. This is my training. This is the specializations I have. And mm-hmm. this is why like it, it becomes more about us and justifying our training and Mm -hmm. trying to pick like highlighting that with the hope like oh this is why you should work with me right and
1: yeah and and there's a really important part about being the guide um that you you need to think about is a guide will show empathy and authority Mm -hmm. so the way movies do this is they'll say something like, you know, I'm so sorry this responsibility has fallen upon you, right? I'm so sorry this has happened. I understand the trouble you're in, but I have the skills to help you get to where you need to go. You know, something you can play around with the words, but that's essentially what it is. They show empathy. I'm sorry, you, I'm sorry, this, you know, Gandalf to Frodo, like, I'm sorry, this burden is upon you. <laughs> you know, this is your burden to carry, but we're going to help you get there. You know, that type of thing. And so um, that's how you can play the guide, empathy and authority. And you think about in your copywriting, your website, your intakes, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, I want to kind of dive into more of these tips. And uh, Sure. So, yeah, tell us, I mean, wherever you want to start. Like, I mean, I see the guide, I see the hero. How does story weave into all of this? And I was wondering if you could share some of those tips.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is like, this is probably one of my favorite tips is the is clearly identify the problem. So the story begins when a problem is presented. And when there's a problem, it opens up a story loop in the brain and it desperately wants to close, the brain wants to close that story loop. Others call this the curiosity gap. So a problem opens up a curiosity gap that the brain wants to narrow. You know, in some ways, this is why some people do PhDs, right? There's a, there's a curiosity you want to solve and they go through this journey of writing (laughs) to kind of solve that curiosity gap, right? To, to narrow that. Um, so if there's, if there's a story without a problem, there is no story. And once you solve the problem, the story is over. But here's the thing. If, if you want to get your client's attention, you have to state the problem clearly. And immediately, so it opens up that story loop and that curiosity gap. And the brain is going to stay engaged until it's closed. And movies do this all the time. You know, they have to do it. They have to, op- they have to establish the problem or we leave the seats. We leave the, th- the movie theater. So let's take Harry Potter, for example. So in the first four move minutes of the movie, they open up a story loop. You know, it's, they're on the, the, the dark street. And Professor McGonagall goes up and asks Dumbledore, you know, it's in the darkness. And they and she says, are the rumors true? The boy's going to be famous. There won't be a child in our world who doesn't know his name. And then they drop the baby off, Harry Potter, on the doorsteps. And so, in the first four minutes, what are, what are those story loops? Well, why doesn't this boy have a mom and dad anymore, right? So, that's a story loop. Why is he in danger? And why is there a scar on his head? who is this boy? Why is he so special? And four minutes, and now we're off to the races, right? And so, the whole story is about answering some of those questions. And in fact, the entire, you know, set of books and movies are that way. So, that's just kind of one example. You got to set the, you got to open up, identify the problem immediately right in the beginning, so it opens those story loops. And can I maybe do one more example for you? Yeah, I love these examples. Okay. All right. So, you know, there's people who ask me like, Brent. You know, you worked in the church before this. You were a you were a music pastor. Like, how did you get into helping therapists launch and market their private practice? And I'll say, well, about seven years ago, my wife came home from her counseling agency, and she was that she was working at. And she came home. She said, you know what? I want to start my own practice, and I don't want to go. And I want to work with kids. And I want it to be 100 private pay. I don't want to deal with insurance but I need your help figuring out how to do the marketing. And I can't do this without you. Well, I didn't have a marketing degree. I never started a business before. I didn't know Google ads or SEO or how to build a sales funnel or any of that. You know, we didn't have any savings to pay someone to do this for us. We had twin girls who were two years old. So sleep we were sleep deprived. My wife was seven months pregnant with our son. My current job couldn't support our growing family and the cost of living in Chicago. We were quickly outgrowing our two-bedroom rental, and if we wanted to stay in Chicago, we had to make this business work. Now, what if I just stopped there? But I'm curious, Melvin, what are you feeling in your body and <laughs> I
0: I I want to know like how did the business end it up? Like what skills did you pick up? Like to to, you know, To make this work? Like, what shifts did you make? Like, all of these questions, right?
1: That's right. And that's the power of defining a problem and opening up a story loop. And you're like, I kind of want this closed. Yeah. So, you know, so I want to know more.
0: I I need (laughs) like that certainty, right?
1: That's right. That's right. So when you're marketing on your website, you know, in your presentations, your webinars, your social media posts, you know, even the initial intakes, like you want you want to have an opening story loop that's clearly identifying the problem or the problems that you solve or how you could help solve those problems for your for your clients. Um,
0: um Brent, can you give me an example? Like, I mean, those are those were wonderful examples. Like from a, like a what like a something a therapist might be dealing with. So let's say, I don't know, it's a therapist that works with teens with with anxiety right so mm-hmm. that's sort of the special like how how would a story loop like play out in a situation like that Hi there. I hope that you're enjoying today's podcast session. Before we get to the rest of this session, just wanted to let you know that we have a weekly email newsletter. It's called the SDC Newsletter. I know, super creative, but we've literally been sending it pretty much every week since 2015. It's at this point now trusted by over 2,700 clinicians. And each week we share the latest podcast episode, some of the writing that I'm l- uh, doing on LinkedIn, with regard to my journey as a course creator and making this transition from psychologist in clinical practice to online creator and uh, owner of an online business. And we also included a brand new section called On Mel's Mind, where I break down a blog post or a video or something that's inspiring me to become a better person and a better business owner. If any of that uh, sounds interesting, I would love to have you sign up. You can sign up over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash newsletter. We also have a bunch of different guides that we include. Uh, The current one that we have is an A to Z online course guide. So if you sign up through there, you get that guide absolutely free. It basically takes all of the lessons that I've learned as a course creator since 2015 and um, growing my own online course to over 270 students and over $315,000 in revenue. Just many of the uh, lessons, but more importantly, the epic fails I've learned along the way. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash newsletter. And we'll get right back to today's session.
1: Yeah. So are, would you want to like a website example or... yeah,
0: like a Yeah, like a website example or... Yeah. Yeah. So, however, however you want to go with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what we do when I typically build out websites is after that header, mm-hmm. I have uh, I have like a problem section. Mm-hmm. So you know, are you tired of your teen spending hours on social media? Are you tired of your teen not wanting to go to school or get out of bed? So you're so right underneath that you're opening up a story loop. Like, are you tired of you're just naming a couple two or three pain points that um, teens would. experience are experiencing whatever that might be, you know, Mm -hmm. and or whatever your ideal client might be experiencing. So, that's how we typically do it. We open up that story loop and then further down the website, we talk about how we solve those problems. Mm -hmm. So, that's one easy example uh, as far as um, uh, a website. Now, if you're going to do like public speaking or anything like that, you know, open up with the problem. Open Whatever the topic is, you clearly identify what that problem is right at the very front because you're hooking them. Mm. So that's another. So always lead with the problem and open up with a story loop. That story I just shared with you about my own my own life. I when I was doing the story brand guide trading, uh, we were talking about there, we had to get in small groups and talk about what were the events that led to like getting us there today to do the guide, you know. So, um and it was funny cuz we were like getting trained in all this and they're going around the table and they're just basically saying like I just wanted to do something different and I wanted to you know do marketing and StoryBrand spoke to me. And I was thinking it was like you know what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to open the craziest story loop as I could. And the same thing I just did to you, Mel, I did to them and it was unbelievable. Like you could physically see them getting very close to me. Like they were leaning in as I was just amp and I was like, amplifying the problem. So you can talk about the problem And then you can amplify the problem. Like what are the, what are the stakes? What are the stakes? gets higher and higher. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of, of what a therapist could do.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, I have a kind of a follow up question. I know this might be, but you know, sometimes I think like therapists, like we hear this, right? Like address the problem, amplify the problem. And then I think there's like a bell that goes off in therapists like, brains are like oh my gosh this is like salesy slimy like icky marketing right like right how do you sort of think about that because I mean I agree with everything you're saying with story you know and there's this other side right because we've seen the it's almost like so many therapists like really smart and tuned to the you know and <laughs> and we've had these experiences with like kind of that grimy marketing right so how do you yeah. guys How do you do this, I guess, is the question in a way that is ethical and sort of, you know?
1: That's right. So there's wisdom in that. So you don't want to be a fear monger, right? But you're you're stating the problems that they're already experiencing. (laughs) You're just (laughs) just articulating it. (laughs) You're just articulating it. it. That's right. You're articulating it because at the end of the day, you are the guide. And if you can articulate the problem that they're having, that hero, (laughs) that potential client is like, they get me. They understand me and I want them to help me. Mm. Like that's all you're doing is just articulating it.
0: Yeah. And I'm so glad you used that word fear mongering because I think that's the nuance of it too. Uh, I think sometimes when therapists, I know at least for me, I can speak to myself. Sometimes when I see like marketing speak, I automatically go to, oh gosh, this is fear mongering. And so I dismiss the like clear articulation of a problem, right? Cause I'm Mm -hmm. like, ah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you like sort of nuanced that. And it's something that I would encourage all of you guys are listening to even think about like seeing the subtle nuances, right? Like we, you know, in in the therapy room where, you know, one of the things a supervisor used to say is like life is in the gray. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. see the grays in this sort of, you know, um,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: What other tips can you share?
1: Okay. So, uh, we talked about being the guide a little bit. Um, and then I, I would say kind of the third tip that I'll share today is you give them a clear call to action. Mm. So the hero needs to have a clear call to action. So as a guide, you know, on your website, there needs to be one clear button that says schedule an appointment. Again, do not assume that they know how therapy works or how to get started with therapy. You know, we all think it's, well, it's pretty straightforward, Just you know, schedule an appointment, but they may not know that. So clear call to action, just have one. Um, again, don't assume, make it simple and clear to get started with your services. And even in their, like even in your sessions. So, you know, you develop a treatment plan, but maybe after every session, there's usually typically some sort of homework or self-reflection or growth work. Give them one clear thing to do that week. Um, you know, maybe there's two, but always kind of call them to action. The guide is always say, you know, go destroy the death star. Here's how you do it. <laughs> go destroy the death star, whatever, you know, you gotta, you gotta go face Voldemort, whatever it might be. So give them just a simple, clear call to action.
0: That's awesome. And then you said, uh, like a simple, like almost like a button now, is this button like multiple parts on the website or like, do you recommend it? Like on the, you know, like on the header.
1: Yeah, have it on the header, have it on your, uh, in the menu bar, have it like every two or three, uh, sections. And you're like, Oh, that feels like it's really set. No, no, you just want them to be able to easily like, All right, I read that section of your website. I'm ready to get started. Boom. And then, and you're off to the races. So a lot, you would not believe how many therapy websites do not have a button that says, you know, gets, uh, like, schedule an appointment. Usually it's sort of like contact us. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to, I mean, I want to, I want an appointment. So just make it really clear or like get started, like have the call to action. They've done tons of testing on this stuff, like call to action buttons and what to say on it. Just have it is very clear. And after doing so many websites, I just say, The main call to action is schedule an appointment, or it might be schedule a consultation if you're doing testing or something like that, or like a high ticket kind of item. So, Uh,
0: um, mm -hmm. It's such a simple thing, but um, a really powerful thing. And I think the thing I've, I used to have a resistance to this as well, but I realized a couple of things. One is more and more people are accessing our websites on phones right? Mm -hmm. And most people don't want to go scroll all the way down, like read and then scroll all the way back up to find a button. So just having it easy, I think that's one benefit. And then I think the second thing I realized is when we have sections on our website, there may be certain sections that resonate more with others. And so if they're there, they're like, man, I want to schedule an appointment or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to have them You don't want them to have scroll to go find the button, right? You don't want to introduce confusion, like
1: to your earlier point, right? Yeah. It's interesting. Stores are doing this now. Now my brother, he works for DSW Shoes Mm -hmm. and uh, he's in charge of like their point of service stuff, but people, you know, the Apple store as well, like they are just getting rid of cash registers Mm -hmm. and they just have people walking around with like little credit card swipers. And so, it's like the call to action is like, well, you ready to buy this? Yeah, right Mm -hmm. there. So, you need to have – it's like your schedule appointment button is sort of like a cash register. Like you just want to have it easily. You can go there and check out and get it done, right? You don't put the register in the very back of the store, like in the the changing rooms, you know what (laughs) I mean? It's like you have it easily accessible. And some stores now are literally – it's just almost every aisle where if there's a helper, they have a little cash register in their hand. All right, ready to check out credit card you're done you don't even have to go to the front of the store or anything they're right there waiting for you
0: <laughs> yeah that's so interesting I've, I've seen this and i never thought of it from the perspective of confusion right like right they're removing i don't know how i quite feel about it but they, yeah. <laughs> they're they removing that barrier to like you walking up right standing in line maybe at that point you create confusion like oh second thoughts about the shoe you know this line is too long
1: that's act, right. right. Inconveniences, hassles, yeah. opportunities to like get frustrated and just leave, yeah. you know? So yeah, clear call to action, make it is super easy for someone to uh, reach out and schedule that appointment or at least get an initial intake call, Cohen.
0: Yeah. Um, awesome. You know, I know that you're a big fan of StoryBrand. So tell us about just like brief, like sort of that framework. Cause I, I think Like, I really like it. I think a lot of therapists really like it because I know there's several of our, you know, colleagues in our mastermind that you've shared this with and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, right? So tell us a little bit about that framework and and sort of what, you know, what resonated for you to get trained in this?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So the story brand framework is, is essentially it's a framework. So as therapists, you are treated, you know, you are trained in frameworks you you have a framework in which how you see how do people change and you enter in that particular framework. And then you have these different modalities that are frameworks and how to help people change in tactics and things like that. So what I was needing when I started trying to figure out this marketing thing is I needed a framework to enter. So the marketing, it, the story brand framework is basically something you can, it's a filter or a lens that you can push all your marketing through. Mm-hmm. So it really comes down to um, – well, this is the brilliance of Donald Miller. He basically took something that's been around for thousands of years, the hero's journey, and he's like, this is how business, businesses can use it. So it starts with the character and the character wants something. I was just, you know, I was just watching, like, I was like, how did the sound of music do this? I was watching it. And and it's, you know, Julie Andrews is singing, the hills are alive with the sound of music, right? So you could see like, she's kind of this free person. She wants something more than she, you can tell she wants something bigger than herself right now. And then the character has a problem and there's an emotional problem. There's an internal, which is like a feeling, an external, which is like how that problem affects you out the day. And then there's like a philosophical problem, you know, is the good versus evil. And in the sound of music, the second song, is how do you solve a problem like Maria it's like man there we go we're right into the problem already so and then you have a guide the guide comes along and i don't know why i'm stuck on the sound of music right now so the guy the it's the a guide guide, a good movie. <laughs> yeah so you have these different characters you know the you know the captain's got issues cuz he's whistling for his kids to come down you know maria wants something bigger out of life she wants something more than the abbey life as a nun uh but the guide comes along And I was like, "Who's the guide?" Well, it's actually the the head abbess, the the mother abbess, who comes back and basically, you know, climb every mountain, Maria. You know, maybe you need to leave for a little bit, and then Act Two, she comes back in and says, "Climb every mountain, right? You gotta, you gotta go do this." Um. So the guy, so guy comes along and then gives them a plan, and it's usually in in the business a simple three step plan, and if it's on your website, you're going to say, "Click the schedule appointment button." Uh, we'll have a 15 minute free consult to see if we're a good fit, and step three, we'll get we'll get started with counseling, so you can s- stop worrying about whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, call them to the action. You know, all right, so let's schedule that appointment or whatever it might be, and then you want to highlight success and failure. So every story has glimmers of hope, and it has failure. Aaron Sorkin, I think, said this is like every story is basically a character has this ambition to get something, but there's obstacles in the way. And you'll see that in every movie. All right, we got to go to destroy the Death Star, success, failure, success, you know, almost not quite, almost not quite, right? So, you highlight that in your copy. So, there's really, those are the kind of the seven parts, the character, the problem, the guide, the plan, the call to action, success and failure. And through that, you are taking your client or the hero through a transformational journey. So if you can also articulate what transformation looks like, um, you'll win all all day long. So,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's and it's often like that. Transformation is not just about like getting. You're going to learn skills, right? Like it's that's right. usually about the life or their relationships, or whatever it is. That yeah, doing,
1: right? articulate as like as... yeah, like parents. Like for parents, you know, if you're a child therapist, you're marketing to parents. So transformation you're like look like you can meaningfully connect with your child and you can confidently support them when they need you the most like we're that's part of the the process for the parent like they want to be th- like what parent doesn't want to be like that pillar of of confidence for their child to help them when they need it
0: uh, so absolutely yeah. uh Brent I'm so grateful for you uh grateful for the work that you're doing in the world uh, let us know how we can find you. And I know you've got some pretty awesome guides and uh, free guides on the on the website as well. So tell, let us know about those as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I actually I have my own podcast as well. It's called the Brand Your Practice Podcast. So it's pretty straightforward. You can search for that. But I have two really popular step-by-step guides uh, for therapists. One is how to launch your private practice. That's been downloaded over like 1,500 times now, which is pretty pretty awesome in this, in this past year. Uh, And then there's another one called uh, how to market your private practice. So if you just go to brandyourpractice.com, click on the free resources up in the menu, and you'll find those guides there. You can just download. Perfect.
0: Brent, uh, thank you again for doing this and have a great rest of your day.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Melvin.
0: Hey there. I hope that you enjoyed today's session. Uh, Thank you again for taking the time to listen all the way through if you are a therapist and you're specifically in a season where you're a seasoned therapist and you are wanting to move from clinical to online course income, we actually have a specific mastermind for therapists who are doing this. So this is basically a group of really kind and supportive therapists who are also wildly successful as business owners. and we met we meet together uh, to build and grow and scale our online courses. You can learn more about that mastermind over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash mastermind. All one word, sellingthecouch.com forward slash mastermind. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's session. Hey there, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Brent and especially if you have struggled with either overwhelm or a lack of clarity with regard to your marketing, I hope that Today's podcast session just has you thinking a little bit different. I was thinking a lot about what Brent said, and this is something I struggle with. I feel like many of us struggle with as clinicians, whether we're doing traditional uh, private practice or we're expanding beyond the therapy room to do things like online courses, which is, you know, for many of us, I think the niches, niches, whatever that word is, (laughs) that we speak, uh, that we um usually pick our us of like one or two seasons ago. And so it's really easy to have us sort of be the hero of our marketing of our websites and all of those different things. But if you sort of see yourself as a guide, what would, what would you change or how would your website and how would your marketing change? Uh, It's just something to think about. It's something that I don't have a clear answer to, but it's something that I just want to continue to actively explore uh, in my mind. Brent's website is over again at brandyourpractice.com and definitely pick up those free guides that um, that are there as well and definitely check out his podcast. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.